Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about pain and gain. I love this film, okay, I really, really love this film so damn much. This is the next instalment in my Michael Bay feature series that I'm doing, so I've just finished talking about the first three Transformers, I've got two more left to come, but in between three and four, in 2013, he brought out Pain and Gain, and I think it might be my favourite Michael Bay film, so today I'm going to talk about how much I love it, and I really, really do, I just, I, I don't know what it is exactly, it's just something about it, everything, okay, I, I can't think of a single thing I do not love about this film, and I feel like none of it should work, like, on paper, it's a dumb story, it's, it's an unbelievably true story as well, the casting could arguably be wrong, because when they show the characters at the end, they don't really look like who they've been played by in this film, and I think it's the same old story with Michael Bay film, it's directed as typical as you'd expect from him, even with a story like this, where there's no Transformers destroying a city, there's still unnecessary explosions, there's still incredible amounts of slow motion and freeze framing and all that stuff that you would expect in a Transformers film or you'd expect in a Bad Boys film maybe, but that's why I think this film is perfect because if anybody is going to tell this story about three bodybuilders who kidnap a guy, steal all of his money and then try and get more money by killing somebody else and having to hide the bodies and barbecuing the hands to try and remove the fingerprints, it feels like the kind of film only Michael Bay could pull off. It's genius and I think Mark Wahlberg is fantastic in this, he's so good. The Rock, I honestly think this might be The Rock's best role. Now I love The Rock, I'm a huge fan of The Rock, he's been in some absolute shit lately. Jungle Cruise, Rampage, Skyscraper, they've all been terrible, okay, but when you've got unfiltered, unhinged, R-rated Dwayne Johnson in a film like this, playing a guy like this, it just works, it really works. And then rounding off the trio at the centre of it, you've got Anthony Mackie, who is very, very good in this film. I love Anthony Mackie. And this was before he got into Marvel, right? This was the year before The Winter Soldier. All of these actors in this film, almost 10 years ago, have they had anything as good? Because it just seems to feel like every single one of them are getting typecast in films nowadays. You know, Mark Wahlberg was just in Uncharted playing Mark Wahlberg. The Rock plays The Rock in everything. And Anthony Mackie... He's not had a great run outside of Marvel, but in every single film that he's in, he kind of plays that same sort of character. But with this film, everybody's giving a hyper-extended performance. But even these real people were nuts, but this film just showcases how insane it all is. And Michael Bay is the perfect guy to bring it all together. So I love the writing, I love the directing, I love the style. I think this is arguably one of his most Michael Bay films to date, and even though it is, it feels like it's all the things we love about his films, rather than all the things to criticise about his films, so the continuity errors, the editing, the writing, all of that seems to be thinned out in this film, which is great, because even though still looks the same, and the fact that it's set in Miami at the time, okay, so this is a true story set in 1994 and 95, and that was exactly the time that he was making the first Bad Boys, so it feels perfect, it feels like a really nice touch that he started off his directing career in feature films with Bad Boys in 1995 set in Miami, and now this is going right back to Miami almost 20 years later, but in actual fact set 20 years earlier, so who else is going to shoot a shot when it's looking up at this hotel, very low angle shot, somebody is actually looking up at the hotel as well, so it's an extreme low angle, 
and then a plane flies over it, just like it does with the Miami sign. Is there actually a sign in Miami that says Miami, like the Hollywood sign in LA? Because you see it all the time in these films. You see it all the time in a Michael Bay film. Is that real, or has he just added it in there? Because it would not surprise me if he added it just for his movies. But either way, I love this film, and I feel like this may be the film of Michael Bay's career that I've watched the most. I've even got a poster of it at home. I love it so much, and I don't know why. It's just such a macho, bodybuilding, crazy time. And it's sharp, it's witty, it's funny. It's funny as hell. Like, it's really entertaining. The performances by The Rock in particular, it's so good. Like He gets his toe, he gets his big toe shot off at one point, and he just hobbles into this wedding scene that's happening between Anthony Mackie and Rebel Wilson. Now, I've just slated Rebel Wilson for hosting the BAFTAs a couple of weeks back, but she's great in this. Like, she's funny in this. This was in the time when she was funny, but now she's not. But this wedding scene is happening, and The Rock hobbles in just with his toe in a little plastic bag. It's nuts. Okay, it's absolutely nuts. He's an absolute coked-out maniac, right? He does so many drugs in this film, but it feels so entertaining, like, genuinely. And this is the thing should we feel entertained by this because these are three very bad guys you know there's even more bad guys in it i mean the guy that they rob he's a bad guy like he's a bit of a dick but should we feel and should we really be experiencing this story through the bodybuilders who commit these crimes or should we actually be hearing about it through the victims because it does a fine job like it covers up the victims it changes the names and whatnot but i don't know it's never really like you're meant to feel sorry for these guys but for me I just feel like you can't help but love them, every single one of them, and I know I probably shouldn't, but it's just entertaining when you've got three powerhouse performers giving arguably some of the best performances of their careers, and with a script like this, so the big difference between this and any other Michael Bay film, especially the Transformers films, because I've just absolutely ripped to shreds Transformers 3 because of how exposition heavy that entire film is. But then a film like Pain and Gain, it was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who have gone on to write some very good things. Like they wrote Captain America 2 and 3 and they wrote Infinity War and Endgame. I like them as writers. I can understand why people may not think they are good writers, but... For me, this is a damn sight better than anything Michael Bay has worked with before. Bad Boy is the first one, it's a close run thing, but for me personally, I love the dynamic that each of these characters have, and I love the way it weaves in the script so damn well, keeps it fast paced. I mean, it's one of the fastest films I've ever seen, it's 2 hours 10 minutes, but it absolutely flies by, it does not feel that long at all. I mean, the heist thing, the kidnapping, basically happens about 25 minutes in, because they just get right to it. You're introduced to the characters, they set up the motive, and that's it, bang, they are going, they are on a roll, this could have been like a five hour TV series, but it would have been slow as hell, really drawn out to the point where it didn't need to be, but they have a two hour, 10 minute film that doesn't feel that long at all, they manage to deliver every single bit of key information that you need, and it's done in a fun way, right, the colours are crazy, the locations are exotic and mad, it goes to a strip club a few times, it's not a Michael Bay film if they don't go to a strip club or a club with strobe lighting or whatever, it happens in all of them except Transformers, but this is going back to his roots, and I do feel like Michael Bay is better when he's given kind of free reign to do what he wants, because with the Transformers films, they've got to be toned down for a younger audience, Armageddon and Pearl Harbor are both 12 rate films, but you look back at Bad Boys, you look at The Rock, when he's given free reign to go R-rated and to have Effin and Jeff in, violence, crazy shit happening, 
pain and gain is the perfect culmination of everything. I only wrote down two things because I feel like if I write more things down, the film is more sh but with a film like this, I've seen it so many times, I can recite most of it, to be fair, I love it. I can remember every single little key detail. I remember watching it for one of the first times up in Scotland with my cousin James, and it was just incredible to me. I don't know why, I love the music, Gangster's Paradise is played, I love the stupidity of it, I love how crazy masculine it seems, and how really patriotic as well, but kind of in a daft sense, and I just think it works, I think all of this film works, but yeah, the only two things I wrote down, Mark Wahlberg looks huge, except when he's in the same shot as The Rock, Okay, so he's absolutely stacked in this film. Everybody is, but when Mark Wahlberg is in the same shot as The Rock, he looks tiny still. It's crazy because The Rock is so big. Literally, there's one scene that really stood out to me. They go to a, I think it's a gun range, trying to find tasers, I believe it is. There's a shot of them walking in together, and Wahlberg looks tiny, and then there's a shot just of him by himself, and he looks huge. That's not a continuity error. That is just the sheer size of The Rock. It's mad. Okay, it's absolutely mad. I love how as well this film reunites Ed Harris and Michael Bay, the last film of which he was in was The Rock. Now The Rock is in this film too, so everything's just like kind of collapsing in on itself and being so meta it hurts, but yeah, Ed Harris once again, fantastic. Okay, great actor, he's brilliant in this, he's so damn good. He doesn't even turn up until an hour into it, but he still gives one of the best performances in the whole film. He's so intoxicating to watch in anything that he does, but in this film especially, he's playing a private investigator, a retired private investigator that comes out of retirement to help this Victor Kershaw guy who is the victim of the bodybuilders, so it's great how he comes into it at the end and the story does start to take some even crazier turns and you know big things happen like an hour and 40 minutes in and then it's over in half an hour but you've still got to know this whole story so it's crazy how much they've managed to pack in but really managed to pack a punch as well so this film is so so fun like really fun to me and the last thing I wrote down was a quote that The Rock says because it just made me laugh he's just knocked Victor out and he's a massive Christianity guy he's a massive believer in Jesus and God and after he knocks him out he says Jesus Christ has blessed me with many gifts. One of them is knocking someone the f out. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's so, so good. I love this script. I love this film. I love the feel and the style to it. I love the cinematography. And I love the Michael Bayness because it does still have that Bayhem to it. It's definitely nowhere near as heavy as the previous films that he's done, but where it lacks in the explosions, there are still explosions, don't get me wrong, there are still a few, but I feel like it makes up for that with the sheer nonsensical and crazy bombastic plot and characters that are being included in this film. So yeah, Pain and Gain, I love, love, love this film. I may do a spoiler review eventually, I may come back to review it again, if I watch it again, because chances are I will. I keep watching this film year in, year out, and I never get tired of it. And there's one shot, it's in the trailer as well. They're all walking in slow motion, of course, because Michael Bay says so, and Mark Wahlberg's wearing sunglasses. And I remember for the first time seeing this, I think I was at the cinema and the trailer came on, and I thought it was Matt Damon. Like, it looks exactly like Matt Damon. So when I watched the film and I found out it was Mark Wahlberg, I was kind of just shocked because it looks exactly like Matt Damon. But it's not, it's Mark Wahlberg, and he is hench in this film. He's ridiculously stacked. It's great. Okay, it's really good. Honestly, I think it might be my favourite, or it's at least in the top three, 100% my top three Michael Bay films. So, Bayhem ranking, I wouldn't give it that high, but for me, I love it. So, I'm going to give it my favourite number, 99 out of 700. I feel like that's too low. <sighs> okay, explosive Bayhem ranking, 99 out of 730. Seven. But if I was giving a general Michael Bay ranking, I'd give it like a 
597 out of 781. So definitely check out Pain and Gain. You will not regret it. It's definitely not for everybody. I can understand that, but I feel like you've got to watch it. You've got to enjoy it. So good. So good. Anyway, with that, I've been Kieran. This has been the next installment in the Michael Bay franchise. Next, we're talking about Transformers 4, where he's reunited with Mark Wahlberg. And until then, I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.